everybody. Welcome back to Goonies World. I am Johnny Farrow, also known as Sean. And as always, here at the table with me is Ryan, also known as Mean. Hello. And my good friend Goonie, also known as Colin. Hello there. And today we're going to do part two of God is a Gun. But you know, before we jump into that, we should point out that if there is a game that you would like to hear us play... Then you should uh, send us an email at gooniesworldpodcast at gmail.com. And I imagine we could be persuaded to play something reasonable, wouldn't you guys say? Of course. Yes, especially if you send it something for free, we might play it. Yeah, or... Or Or something that sounds really fun to us. Yeah, even if it's a PDF. Yeah, if it sounds fun to us and we we like... uh, We generally like rules like games, but we're happy to take a look at anything. And uh, get adventurous. And also, you know, just send us an email and just uh, with any comments you might have. If uh, you like it or if we're pissing you off or whatever, we definitely would like to know about that. Yeah, but we won't be able to uh, do anything about it for quite a while. Because we're pretty far ahead. Yeah, we we record ahead. Yeah. Uh, Also, please, please don't forget. To punch that like button. <laughs> Smash that like button. <laughs> and subscribe and click the little bell for yeah, our notifications. Just scroll down and hit that like button. But we're not on YouTube yet. That, that, I was just yeah, yes. being stupid. Yes. But, well, yes. you should, uh, if you do like it, you should leave a, a review letting us know on whatever uh, podcast platform you use. I would agree. And share it on all of your social media sites. Every single one. Especially. Spam them. Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and MySpace. Because we're not on those. And we, <laughs> yeah. Can you do our marketing for us, please? Yes. Yes. We could really use free marketing. And so, obviously, that's you, the person I'm speaking to right now. Our one listener. <laughs> Hello, Michigan. Hello, Portland. Hello, Portland. Hello, Portland. We love you. Yeah. Shout out to Chocolate Velvet. At any rate, let's get back to the wild, wild west. Or, as Hector von Molsking would say, the wild, wild vest with God is a gun. I'm wearing a wild, wild vest. (laughs) (laughs) I imagine you are. So, here we are. And as a recap, you guys had ridden into the town of belligerence. Uh, Charlie Branson, the dapper African-American gentleman, and his <laughs> his partner in crime, or, well, yeah, in crime. His partner in crime, Stinkfinger Jones, uh, the gnarled and grisly old man with the cursed Navajo finger bone. I think it was Apache, but whatever. That's right, I think it was Apache, because this is Apache country. But you had met uh, a German who was being lynched, and he I think gave, it's actually a chicken bone. It might be. I don't know if uh, Stinkfinger knows the difference. No, no, he, he definitely doesn't. Well, uh, you met a German named Hector von Moskine, and he was not cut out for the Valvest, but he had this crazy idea to uh, steal a load of guns from a train that was coming through on the Sonora Pacific Rail Spur and possibly sell those guns south of the border to this rebel leader, Modena, who's fighting this evil General Huerta. Uh, but 
First things first, you needed a crew, you needed everything else, and so you went to this town of belligerence in Arizona, not far from the border, where you met Jesse Lovelace and uh, his his special lady friend Kate Calhoun and big old driver named Boog and a very quiet, mutton-chopped lock expert named Grim Freely. And had uh, talked with them about robbing this train. They were there to meet this German uh, who took off, leaving you with, uh, you know, the, uh, the rights to do this job, as it were. And so you picked up some dynamite and Stinkfinger buried the dynamite under a little culvert bridge a uh, couple hours south of town where the train will come through and uh, set up a detonator behind a clump of cacti where they keep an eye on the track. And then you guys rode back to town where you met Kate Calhoun who pretty much demanded slash blackmailed that they be deeply involved in this job. Then you went back to the tavern or the saloon there, uh, uh, Guinevere Gould's public house to make your plans with the Loveless gang. And I think that we should just uh, say it's the next morning. And uh, you tell me what plans you made with them specifically. There was all kinds of talk about... I think you guys really didn't want them to know anything at all about the plan until the very last minute. What you really needed was their their big wagon and probably their help loading things up and doing crowd control. This train probably has some Pinkerton guards on it. And uh, so on and so forth, but... Well, what I'm gonna do is invite them all down to breakfast and it's a saloon and we're gonna talk about it. That sounds alright to me. And as you're mopping up some biscuits and gravy and uh, having a little breakfast whiskey and so on and so forth, they're in the... uh, In fact, uh, you probably invite them over to the hotel. That's really where they do a nice breakfast in the in the restaurant on the bottom floor of the hotel. Uh, so Jesse Loveless, after he mops up the last of, he's you know he's soaking up some egg yolk with a piece of bread, chews it up. All right, now listen here, Mr. Branson. You've been very secretive so far. Now we know you're gonna go over these guns, and we got a good idea is coming through soon. Mm-hmm. Kate here says she talked to you last night. And you agreed to come up with a plan with us. Now, we're very honorable people here as far as thieves go, but you know you're going to have to sell these guns, or at the very least divide these guns up so that we can sell our portion, and I insist on completely equal shares for all six of us. That's fine with me. All right, now, are we going to divvy up the guns, or are we going to divvy up the money? Are you you guys coming to Mexico? Well, if that's where the biggest sale is, I think that the, I think that's your best bet. And uh, you can sell them to the rebels. I'd just as soon sell them to the army. They, they'd just as soon buy them to keep them out of the hands of the rebels. But like I said, I'm not the brains of this operation. And I guess maybe we get the rifles first and then figure out what to do. But I want to know whether i got to go with you to sell them or whether you're going to cut me loose with our four-sixths of the guns. Hmm. Well... I suppose uh, we'll have to see. I don't know. First things first, I see how you play it very close to your vile, vile vest. Mm-hmm. But just side note, mm-hmm. minor digression slash uh, tangent. I, I couldn't help but notice that you actually wrote the vile vest. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> I write my notes phonetically. Um, I spell like Melville Dewey. 
Anyway, though, uh, they're basically one, you know, I don't know how you'll plan on doing it, and we don't need to waste too much time talking about a plan, but obviously, these this amount of guns, you're going to have to load up on a wagon, and, you know. I guess it just sees, it's going to depend on how this all plays out. All right, then. Well, you just let us know what you want us to do. Well, I think, I think they ought to come to Mexico, because we're going to take them all down there, and I don't want the army getting a hold of them. Well, now, what you want us to do during the robbery itself? It's all fine and good to talk right. about Mexico, but how do you want us to... Where do you want us in the actual robbery? Well, I see, um... Once it, the, tracks, the tracks blow... Well, they're gonna blow? There's gonna be a boom. Oh, bug like big boom, says bug. And, um... And I suppose, um... You're already well armed, so we're going to have you come in and fight off any of these uh, Pinkertons. I hate the damn Pinkertons, says Kate Calhoun. No, I imagine we ought to have the wagon somewhere right near the bridge there. Yes, Book will will put on opposite side of the bridge. Now, we have people hiding in the wagon, I suppose. Boog, 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 take wagon around Ben. Yeah, Jesse Loveless, I, maybe I'll stay in the wagon and wait. We'll put Kate can run out uh, when it stops. We'll follow y'all to see if you know where they got these guns. It could be in any freight car, though. I don't know how many Pinkertons they're going to bring. I guess we'll just have to save that for a surprise, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, listen, I don't believe in over-planning these things. We'll just keep an eye on y'all follow your lead when we get there now it should be coming through today early afternoon you know it's, it's morning now so and it was a couple hours away so i imagine you'll want to finish up breakfast and get going yeah i mean i was planning or I, I was assuming i guess that we would get in position around noon and wait that's a good idea that's a good idea well they finish up and uh they all have their own horses, of course, except, uh, except of course, for Boog, who, who rides a wagon. And uh, he's got four horses hitched up on that. And it's a big flatbed wagon with a little railing around it. He's got a couple tarps rolled up in the back. But uh, Boog should be able to load at least 24 standard crates on here. Well, Boog has done much teamster work. All right now, Boog, don't get too friendly with strangers. This is Jesse Loveless. Um... I'm gonna talk to my uh, friend here. Ah, talk amongst yourselves. Talk amongst yourselves. Jesse, is he? Stands off a little bit. See, that that um, that bug fella doesn't appear to be too bright. No, I don't think he's quite right in the head. I suppose uh, we could uh, talk to him. Maybe uh, get him to do whatever we want for us. I'm not exactly sure what you have in mind. (laughs) Well, I don't know, but it just seems like if there's someone that dumb, we ought to take advantage of (laughs) 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 I don't mean in a mean way, but we're very vulnerable right now. You know, we want to have some backup. So maybe let's just talk to him. But how do we get him alone? I 
see the... Maybe you get a chance on the ride out there, who knows. Oh, oh, I'll ride on the wagon. Wait, no, they're probably... No, they got their own horses, right? They, they got their own horses. You can always hitch a horse to the wagon and ride. You know, I mean, ride the wagon and your horse be hitched alongside. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll ride on the wagon and talk to him. See what I can find out. Well, about an hour later, you guys are well into the ride, and uh, morning, you know, morning sun's hot already. Down here is so close to the, the hot Mexican sun. And Bug goes, oh, oh, Bug saw a butterfly. They're all pretty, aren't they, Bug? Yeah, Bug like Flutterby. Yeah, hey, so, uh, how long you been, uh, been doing this kind of work there, Bug? Oh, book bin driver for a long, long time, many Christmas time. Oh yeah, is that right? Yeah. Okay, well, so you've been working with uh, with this crew for a while then? Yeah, Kate's real nice to me. Oh yeah? What uh, what do you mean by that? Well, she always smile at me, doesn't say, Get away, bug, you gross bug, don't touch me, bug. Oh, is that a common reaction you get from women? Oh, don't, don't play with women. That's what Boog knows. Don't play with women. Well, okay. Oh, I see. All right. It's not nice. You hey. like to play with men, then? No. Don't touch people if they don't want to be touched. Oh, yeah. That's always good. That's what that's what Boog No touching people if, if they don't like the Personal it. space, Boog. Personal space. That's, yeah. uh, that's good, yeah. 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 I'm with you, yeah. man. Butterfly. Well, so, um, who, uh, who actually pays you? Is it, uh, is it kid or? No, pay fun. Oh, really? Uh, Jesse, um, invest Bug's money. Oh. <laughs> I got some bad news for you, buddy. Oh. Well, I don't know this for sure, but I just I have a suspicion where that money might be going. Huh? Yeah, well, you know. Jesse trick Bug? No, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't suggest that. It's just, you know, just, uh, just, just mm, making some notes here in my, in my brain. Things, uh. Things to look into for you, okay? Butterflies. Yeah. That's right. Alright, well, you know, I think we're gonna be there pretty soon, Bug, huh? Are you excited? Oh, well, we're there yet. <laughs> yeah, meanwhile, you're riding uh, closer to Kate Calhoun, Charlie. She's, she's looking back over her shoulder. She's like, the old man seemed to be getting pretty friendly with Bug. Yes, um, he's very friendly man. He well, you're just a simple boy. Don't be taking advantage of Bug now. Oh, no. Wouldn't do that. I tell you, Jesse wouldn't like it at all. He's real possessive. Uh, I see uh, you're one of his possessions, then. Sometimes it feels that way. But I ain't never met a man who could lick him in a fight. That's the problem. Have, have you there. met a man that could lick you? Could and would, two different things. But, well, uh, if you ever want to see what freedom is like, maybe uh, you just remember my name, Charlie Branson. Hey now, says Jesse, he comes riding up. <clears throat> Y'all better not talk too much, I might get jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be a hoop? Oh, that, that, that's, um, I would never even know, sir. (laughs) 
Well, after a while, you guys uh, get to where you set the explosives the day before. It's around noon. And uh, there is a little bend up ahead where Boog can back the wagon in. And he's where he's out of direct line of sight of the track. And uh, what do the rest of you guys do? Just hide behind the clump and wait for the... I'm going to... You mean Boog? Ha <laughs> um, I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna go in the like the bushes and sage and brush and hide by the detonator. Okay. As, assuming it's still there, I will also check. On yes, the it is still there. That's a good 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 thing to check. But because uh, you never know, you know, Apaches could be watching you at any time. Everybody knows it. You never spot them, but uh, they'd have to be real far away. And sometimes when you bury treasure, you come back and it's gone, and so on and so forth. But now, uh, Charlie, do you want to hide uh, around the bend in the wagon with the Loveless gang, or do you hide behind the clump of cacti uh, with Stinkfinger? Yeah, I'm going to hide with uh, Stinkfinger, and I'm okay. going to ask him what he learned of anything talking to uh, Bug. Well, now... It sounds to me like Jesse might be taking advantage of old Boog there now. And Boog says that uh, Jesse invests his salary, and I don't. Imagine, I don't believe that. I don't imagine that's true at all. But I don't know. I mean, if we could prove it, we might be able to get Boog on our side. In case things go south, we might want to have him, you know, get. Our back, our backs. Um, now, if we could uh, offer him a payment instead of investing, or maybe uh, is anything else he might want? Any sort of, I don't know why I'm saying this, but maybe some sort of insects that he likes. Maybe <laughs> 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 hey, some sort of butterfly garden. Yeah. Sometimes these people of low intelligence are fixated on certain small things, bright and colorful. He has a certain fondness for butterflies, for sure. Yeah. Well, isn't that something? <laughs> Maybe we ought to pay him in butterflies, then. Well, uh... I think you'd rather have money, but I don't know. As you're contemplating this, you hear from around the bend, up ahead in the distance. I hear that train coming. It's coming around the bend. <laughs> I ain't seen the sunshine. <laughs> and uh, everyone here has, in fact, shot a man in. Uh, just to, was it Reno? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Just, to just to watch him. Just, just to watch him. Just that's it. No other. No other good reason. Um, so we're supposed to have sympathy for this character in the song, right? <laughs> Who's just shot a guy just to watch him die. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, you do hear that train coming, and it gets closer and closer and closer and louder and louder and louder. You can see from your vantage point where Boog and the Loveless gang is, and uh, Jesse Loveless gives you a thumbs up, and you can see they're all ready to go, ready to run out the second that train stops. But it gets closer and closer, and of course, you got to time this just right, but... Uh, well, I mean, not not really, I guess. I mean, you know, you're not going to have time to stop regardless. You can't stop now. But I'll assume you hit that plunger, and there's only a 1 in 10 chance that something went terribly wrong and it won't work. So let's find out. Because you'd have to be real unlucky. And the dice goes off, off the, the table. table. Did you catch it? 
I got it. Goonie All caught right. the dice, everyone. It was good catch. Highly dexterous. Now, now, I'm now, Goonie's rolling it back. <laughs> rolling back, rolling back off the table on my side. And if I go. if I fail, it doesn't count because it's it's his roll. No, <laughs> if it comes up, if it comes up uh, zero on this ten sided dice, then, uh, then the connection did not work. It does not. It is a seven. Oh, good, good, good. The second you hit the plunger, there's a deafening explosion. The train does its best to screech to a halt, but with a terrible sound of grinding metal, the locomotive portion comes in and gently, well, not gently, but not too catastrophically, just face plants right in the embankment when the bridge is blown out. And I keep calling it a bridge, but again, it's not a very high bridge. It's like four to six feet just going over a little culvert that was too hard to fill up. But it goes smash down into it. There's distant screaming from passengers on board. Now there's the locomotive, the little coal tender behind that, and there's, uh, there's two passenger cars, and beyond that are two freight cars and a little caboose. And so far, uh, the whole, the whole first uh, passenger, uh, back to the first passenger car, it's kind of tilted a little bit to the left, but the whole thing's not falling over, and uh, nothing has exploded. There's just hissing steam, uh, and uh, the, the, now immediately though, before you guys even do anything, the Loveless Gang's already screaming and whooping and shooting their guns in the air, chiefly Jesse Loveless and Kate Calhoun. The quiet, grim, freely the lock man you don't hear or see much of at all. But they're already running towards the train to secure the... They're running up to, like, secure the actual locomotive part. What are you guys doing? And they'll do something different if you yell at her, probably, but that's what they're doing. You can hear, like, get on in there! Get your um, hands up, boy! I'll shoot you right in the face! You get your hands up! What are you guys doing? Uh, the first thing I'm going to do is to uh, put a bandana over my face. Good idea. All right. What about you, Charlie? Mm, let them see. I, I'm, I mean, there's probably not too many other black folks anyways around these parts that probably know it's going to be me. All right. Well, there's not too many folks at all. <laughs> so, and I'm going to ride... Uh, out and kind of look and see if I can find which car has the, you know, it looks like a freight car. Okay, well, the last, like I say, the last two cars before the caboose are, are both freight cars. So you, like, ride up and start trying to look through the windows, things like that. On sure. Your, ride up on horse. Meanwhile, what are you doing, Stinkfinger? Uh, I'm, ju I'm just jumping into the, ver the first freight car and... and, and looking for crates of guns. Okay. You jump, you uh, run over and you jump up into the first freight car. Uh, you run up to the door. It's already locked on. You make a body roll to shoulder your way through it. Meanwhile, Jesse, I mean, uh, Charlie, you're riding on uh, down to the next freight car, I guess. Uh, still on your horseback, peering into the windows, seeing what you can see. Make mm -hmm. a mind roll while you're doing that. And it looks like uh, Stinkfinger shoulders that door right open. And... Uh, nope. Well, the windows are all—they're all like uh, like curtained up, like they don't want you to see in. Yeah. But that's a good clue in itself, because the other freight car that he just kicked his way into is not the cur not curtained up like that. That being said, when you shoulder the door open, there's a guy in a little bowler hat with a small gun raising up to you. And he goes, "Freeze over there, Mister! I'm a Pinkerton. You don't want to make any dumb mistakes." What do you do? 
I say, uh, I am not, I just, I just wanted to, because, you know, the train's crashed, man. You gotta get off of here, man. Uh, it's crazy, it's pandemonium. Yeah. You back your way right out of here now. You back hey, it on I see up. Any, you are wearing a bandanas. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's right, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I should shoot him. Yeah, oh, yeah, because mostly it's luggage in here. Yeah, <laughs> this is not where they're giving the guns, but they, he's stationed here. Yeah. <laughs> Oh well, there you go. Just that's gonna—he just rolled a one. So even okay. though a, even, in a row. even though a Pinkerton agent is no slouch and might normally be entitled to a dodge out of the way or something, that one's just gonna take him right between the eyes. His little bowler hat falls off his head. Falls to the ground, and of course, um, then it, right at that point, you hear a gunfire erupting up towards the front of the train where the Loveless gang is like they somebody's lost their shit and something's going on up there there's some isolated screaming um meanwhile what are you doing Charlie um I'm gonna just hop off my horse and right. get on the go into the second uh car okay alright now of course you could just like run on through this car Precisely. to go to the back as soon as the Pinkerton's down yeah, yeah and so right about the same time by the time you notice that uh, they're curved off and you get off your horse you're climbing up onto the the space between the cars right about the same time the stink finger is coming out of the last one you look in you see a Pinkerton laying on the ground head bleeding on the uh, freight car floor and this other door is also locked on you guys do you guys want to shoulder it open Yep. All right, well, you can both do it at the same time. It just increases your chance of success. Only one of you really needs to succeed, and boom. Ooh. Oh, nice. This time, Charlie Branson just splinters that door with his shoulder. And as you stumble in, there are two Pinkerton agents in here. Both of them immediately open fire. Well, don't wait for any... Been other, there's been other gunshots going on. Yeah, so. they don't wait for any chit-chat, and... Uh, they both open fire. Now, oh, Charlie. Charlie, one is going to hit you, and you can't dodge it because it's a critical okay. success. Now, this other previous scratch, do I sleep that off? Or? You can sleep off a scratch. Okay. You can't sleep off a hurt, but you're scratched again. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, of course, you do have these life points you can use if it gets worse to worse, but you were hit, and it's dangs. And the other Pinkerton... Fires at Stinkfinger, but Stinkfinger manages to dodge out of the way, and the bullet strikes the wall behind him. And what do you guys do? Shoot right back. All right, there's a terrible gun battle in here. And those are two hits. Now, um, both of my Pinkertons dodge out of the way, though. They duck down behind a crate of guns, and you can see there are 24 crates in here, all identical size. They've got to be guns. Um, they're probably, who knows how many are in a crate, but there's quite a few in here. They duck down behind the crates, though, and they're momentarily out of your line of sight. What do you guys do? Now, do we have any cover? Uh, we yeah, can ever, anyone. Like, yeah, there's just rows and rows of crates in here. So right now, you're like, in, you're both ducking down behind the crate situation. You can still hear the sounds of gun battle and Jesse Loveless, like, crazy laughing and Kate Calhoun screaming at the top of her lungs. Like, not hurt, but like... Scary screaming and uh, people begging for their lives. You have this weird feeling they're going hog wild in the passenger cars. Well, that's not great. But I mean, we are robbing a train, I guess. Uh, all right. Well, I'm just gonna. I'm crazy. I'm just running 
running, shooting the Pinkertons behind cover. I'm just running straight at them. All right, and uh, you hop up and start charging down. Both the Pinkertons pop up to fire. You're going to get one shot off at them as you're running, but they're both going to fire at you. And both of them are going to hit unless you manage to dodge and weave while you're running. And you dodge the first one. Will that second bullet a millisecond later tag you? No, I critically succeed. Oh, wow. In that case, you not only dodge it, but flip forward. Your long beard and hair flowing. And uh, land right on top of the Pinkertons. And what do you do then? Shoot them! All right. Blam, blam! Okay, well... You're going to hit both of them. In fact, we're going to call that a hard roll at minus two, which you succeeded at, just to blam blam the both of them. As we did in the spy game. Look that one up. Anyway, you hit both of them, and from my perspective, the way you're jumping down right behind the crate, there's no real way, nowhere to dodge. That being said, if if one of them rolls a one, I can see them just getting totally lucky. Oh, no, that's bad. And, uh, no, neither one of them are able to dodge. So that's three Pinkerton agents that you have personally killed now. Congratulations, because nobody likes the Pinkertons. Nope. And, uh, that's all the resistance or guard they had in this car. And uh, even by now, the sounds of, uh, violence and gunshots have died out back behind you. But there's, you can hear still people, uh, women crying and things like that from the front. Uh, of the train, but everything's kind of suddenly really, really calm. What do you guys do now? Can we lift these crates? Well, the two of you, yeah, you could lift one by yourself just to carry it a little way, but it's uncomfortable. You wouldn't want to carry it far. The two of you together can easily lift one. I want to open up just one of them and take a look. Yeah, and luckily there's a crowbar leaning nearby. you got to get in there and pop them open because they're nailed shut, and there's some straw... But, in fact, there are a dozen repeating infield rifles in here. They've got 15 shots in them. And, uh, you know, even the Mexican Army doesn't have a lot of guns of that quality. These are meant probably for those soldiers at Fort Lewis. Those same, uh, you know, soldiers who some of them were guarding the supply depot back in belligerence. Is there any, uh, because I was, yeah, I mean, I guess they were just guns. I was hoping to see if there was any, like dynamite or anything else? Well, there's no dynamite, but uh, there's another very large crate, a big square crate, that uh, clearly from the stencils outside, there's about 100,000 rounds of ammunition in it. Okay. All right, let's get these loaded up. And there would be 240 of these rifles all together because there's 24 crates. No, 248, right? Because there's a dozen in each one, and there's 24 crates. Plus, So, yeah, getting it loaded up, that's the real trick. Well, can I quickly... Take one of these and and uh, load it. Oh yeah, I'm gonna have this uh, instead of my other rifle. Sure, sure. Yeah, but it's nice. Still, still got that new gun smell. Right. And guns rule the world out here in the in the wild wild west. That's for sure. Meanwhile, you would yell, "Let's get this loaded up!" And uh, what what do you do to make that happen? Stink finger. Come on, somebody help me! Help me with these crates! I'll help them. Well, outside you, uh, you hear the, 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 they call it a truck, but you know, the wagon rolling up. And, uh, Boog, of course, is, is on it. He gets out, starts helping you guys load them up. And, uh, as you guys are loading up, you hear this little clicking sound. You turn around and Jesse Loveless and Kate Calhoun are standing there. 
And Jesse goes, I'm afraid we got to rearrange the deal. Now I think maybe you boys don't deserve to die, but tell you what, you go ahead and put your guns down, you go ahead and take yourself a nice water skin, you just start walking north. And if you're real lucky, Kate won't shoot you in the back. That's right, nobody messes with the Jesse Loveless gang. Says Kate Calhoun. Oh. What are you talking about? Messes with you? Oh. We didn't mess with you. We just did the thing we said we were gonna do. Nah, 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 nah. You keeping us in the dark to the last minute? Plus, maybe I'm just doing it because I'm an evil son of a bitch. You ever think of that? Oh, we we've already thought about that a lot. Book doesn't. Book Book thinks man is nice. He been, he's been taking all your money, Boog. He should be paying what? you. What? He stole all no, your money. No, that ain't true, Boog. That he ain't true at all. He stole all your money. No, Boog, that he ain't did. true at all. I've he been did. investing your money. He's been investing no. in his crack habit. No, I'm shooting him. He's, <laughs> he's been investing in uh, butterfly-killing uh, poison. All right, well, well, that would take, in all that, uh, in all that confusion, uh, I would say there's definitely a surprise shot. Go ahead and take your shot at Jesse. He won't be able to dodge this one because he's too busy. Looking at Boog, and is that gonna hit? That's a six. Oh no! Well, Jesse <coughs> spins around, lands in the ground. Ugh, I'm hurt. I went right past scratch, and I'm done hurt. So Jesse, as he lowers the ground, Kate screams at the top of her lungs and then fires her shotgun at you. Shotguns can't be dodged. Boom! She's gonna hit you, and you now scratched with a bunch of uh, buckshot all over you. Charlie, what are you doing? Um, I'm going to shoot Jesse. All right. Jesse's trying to roll around out of the way. Fire at him. Go ahead. No. Oh, no, you missed. Jesse rolls out of the way and uh, pops up and fires back at you. And hits you, but you could dodge that one. And uh, when I say you, of course, I'm uh. talking to Charlie. But he doesn't dodge it. Oh, no, Charlie's hurt. Charlie is hurt. He's taking a bullet. And uh, Boog is looking back and forth confusedly. And what are you doing, Stinkfinger? Uh, I'm going to say, You're too pretty to shoot. And then I'm going to shoot uh, Jesse again. Okay. Ooh, just on it. Oh, just on it. Jesse uh, tries to roll out of the way, but he does not. And he takes bullet. Jesse Loveless is dead. Or dying, I guess. He's got that's right, he's dying. Thank you. He's dying because, Jesse, as you have inferred, he's more like you guys. You know, little mooks are just dead, but not Jesse. But he's dying. He's bleeding out. He's like, you can see he's spitting up blood. Kate, with a cry of anguish, uh, takes a hard shot at both of you with the shotgun. Just get out of the way, bug! And misses wildly, maybe subconsciously afraid to hit Boog. But then bellowing like an ox, Boog jumps out of the wagon and tackles her. And he goes, this time I play with girl. And <laughs> rolls around and pins her and arms behind her. That's not nice. Shoot our friend. Jesse's bad. Steal my money. Now, Boog, you dumb son of a bitch. I'll kick her one more. He's got his hand over her mouth. Meanwhile, Grim Freely, the silent lockman who hasn't spoken at all, is just creeping away off into the distance, uh, thinking better of this whole thing, slinking away, probably never to seek revenge. But eventually, Boog wrestles Kate into submission, 
and uh, Jesse's crawling around almost ready to die but he's got one last trick left in him and takes a shot at Boog. Oh! And his gun... In fact, I'm going to read that. It was a critical failure. We're going to call it. He's out of ammo. It's just click, click, click. And Boog sees absolute proof mm-hmm. when he looks up into Jesse's eyes. And Boog, you, you kill Boog? No, Boog, 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 no, it was a mistake. Boog, you got me all wrong. Boog, Boog. And Boog gets up and slowly strangles him to death right in front of you. And Kate just lays there crying. And uh, everybody on the train uh, is still there looking out the window in horror at this whole tableau. And, but the, the, some, several of them are dead. You can hear, still hear there's women crying in there. Uh, Jesse has a big bag with like gold watches and money and jewelry and things like that that they've obviously extorted from the I think we ought passengers. to give back, give these items back. Oh, yeah, that's not a terrible idea. I agree, but I, I, what are we going to do with her? We have some ideas. You can go straight to hell. I want to hear about your sick ideas. Do your worst. Okay. Well, <laughs> now, I'm a gentleman. I don't, uh, I won't allow any, uh, rough house. No, no, now, see here. So, there's a man coming out of the first passenger car now. He's got a, uh, a uh, preacher's collar on. And he's holding a Bible in his hand. Now see here, these criminals must face prosecution. Thank you, gentlemen, for stopping by. I, I was so lucky that you came. Now you realize that he's only seen what's happened in the front of the car, and he sees you fighting with the people who just robbed them. This guy clearly thinks that uh, you've come by to help them. But don't don't kill this girl now. She's gonna have to face regular trial on a jury of her peers, says the preacher. We will take her back to belligerence. And a couple of the other men run up from the car and uh, tie her up, unless you guys stop them. Nah. But wait a minute. No, they don't understand. We robbed train. And uh, yeah, that now you, boy, time for your turn. You have to take this big boy with us now. Come on. And uh, they start coming up to Boog like they want to tie him up. What do you guys do? Boog don't want to go with them. They've got a... A great butterfly collection. Just go with them now, Bug. You must give your soul to God, Bug, says the uh, preacher. Make soul roll. Make a soul roll, Charlie. And you too, Stinkfinger, just for the way you're looking at him, you know. And uh, Charlie, succ- oh, you both succeeded. Yes, I'm going to say, um, now, Bug, I know how you like butterflies, and I want to tell you that Someday, you're going to be a butterfly as well. Right now, you're just a caterpillar. But right now, but someday, <laughs> you're going to turn into a beautiful monarch. A tear runs down Boog's cheek. And, uh... In prison, you'll build a cocoon. What? He says <laughs> as he's dragged off uh, by the angry passengers and the one railroad company employee who's still living... Who Jesse didn't kill. They take Jesse's body, and uh, they ask for your names and addresses. Uh, the rail company does. The guy does, so they can send you a reward. Do you give them like <laughs> real addresses, or do you just? Well, sure, I'm gonna take my reward. It's Charlie uh, Branson, Hotel Pompadour, belligerent. Considering that they're going to ine- inevitably 
rat us out in court. Or at least try to. Yeah, which she might already, but if you remember, she's gagged and she hasn't had a chance to talk to him yet. Uh, Kate probably would, yeah. But, uh, assuming that perhaps there is some chance that they will not listen to we'll a just have to. known criminal, perhaps. I will be honest and give my address. Okay. Alright. Which, which really, I mean, the best you can give him right now is, you know, uh, Stinkfinger Jones. Was it Lucius Stinkfinger Jones? Lionel. Lionel Stinkfinger Jones. Hotel Pompadour. Belligerence, Arizona. You know. And uh, that's where you guys are staying. So, now it's obviously going to take a long time for them to, you know, get things together. No one has yet noticed, necessarily, that your wagon is full of uh, crates. It's parked way back down on the opposite side of the train in the back. But uh, they, you know, the passengers in the rail company yet have not noticed that their crates have already been loaded up. So I assume you guys will want to get the hell out of here. Yes, I say we maybe uh, want to hide these uh, because before we go into go south, if that's what we're gonna do, um, I think we might want to silence this woman who might talk a little too much. Well, she certainly might. Of course, as you've heard from uh, Sheriff T.J. Smiley back in Belligerence. It's real hard to get to people once they cross that border into Mexico. Uh, every now and then... Uh, yes, but I plan on coming back and getting my reward. Okay. So how do you plan on silencing Kate Calhoun? Well, I'm just... just You know, I'm just saying, like, if we just cut it to Mexico and just never come back and we sell these, we're probably going to be pretty loaded. Mm, yes... We could Maybe probably, I... like, you know, shack up with some senoritas and eat quesadillas all day. I mean, it could be, it'd be great. When they say that all the way down to South America, go down to Argentina, you know, it's high-quality living, and you can live like a king down there on, like, 40 American dollars a year is what they say. It's 19-08, after all. So there are some pretty swank places do down in South America. The only problem with Mexico is that right now Mexico is like constant civil war. Yes. But I might want to return someday to my native land here in the United States. But in the meantime, I imagine you're not sticking around to let to let the survivors notice that you've got all the guns that came in on this train. So which way are you guys driving this cart while you're talking? South or yeah, north? South. Right. Okay, well, now south you go through some canyon country, but they're not big canyons, but uh, there's plenty of good hiding places that you notice as you uh, go through. You can search around and find a reasonable cave or something like that. But make mind rolls as you're going south through this uh, canyon country. Nope. See if you notice anything in particular. Well, Charlie, high up on a ridge, you notice just for a moment couple of silhouettes. They don't look like they're necessarily trying to hide from you either. And with their slow, languid movements and their long hair, uh, you can tell that Apache are keeping an eye on you. There's at least three of them that you saw as you meander your way through the rest of the canyon country. Now south of here, you should get to the river, and there's supposed to be a bridge at a Mexican village called uh, Santa Cucaracha. Ah, yes. But, uh, 
finding it, especially now that it's getting on to be dusk, could uh, could be tricky. So I imagine uh, you need to do a little navigation, looking up at the stars, so on and so forth. Sometimes this kind of country will force you to go a little bit out of your way while you're looking for a good place where you can drive the wagon. So both of you make mind rolls to make sure you are headed nice and south. Oh well, we got a critical success from Charlie, and so. You know, if you had failed that, you could have become lost for a day or two just in well, the canyon country. But luckily, luckily the south just calls you like a beacon. I can see the north star and I just go the opposite way. Well, that's that's uh, that's exactly what you do. And not only that, but, uh, you know, every pathway just opens up before you. Like every time you take the, the, the correct turn. Because like I say, in this kind of hilly, warped, and... Uh, a sort of wrinkled country, you're kind of forced to go east or west sometimes when you really want to just go south. But boy, every everywhere you go is just easy riding. By the time, just before dawn, in fact, you can see the glow and the rising steam off the Rio Grande and beyond that, Mexico. And there's a bridge over the Rio Grande and a decent-sized Mexican village beyond it. It must be... Santa Cucaracha. But there's already, you know, some, uh, you, you can hear the cocks crowing, you know, and there's a there's a church there, like a Catholic church, but it's all burned out. And there's definitely there's, been some damage. There's some gallows hanging up with people swinging from the gallows around this village and the burned out church. And basically crossing the river, crossing the bridge takes you right into the town. I mean, you could obviously then leave it, but what do you guys do? You want to cross the Cross the river and go into now. So far, there's no posse on your tail or anything yet. But those guys would have had. It would have taken quite a while. You probably got at least a couple of days head start. And like I say, legally they can't go over this bridge. I think the thing to do at the moment is just go straight. Yeah. What what time of the day is it? Well, it's, it was or before night. dawn when you first saw it, but it's just just about dawn. Early, early dawn. The cocks are crowing. Oh, that's right. And the cocks are roaching and everything else. But uh, as I said, there were some people swinging from gallows. Like a half a dozen people have been hung here uh, from gallows. They're just swinging in the morning. And uh, as you go into the town, as I say, there's obviously been fighting here recently because some of the houses are just shells and burned down, looking piles of adobe bricks. And like I said, the church is kind of burned out. But there are, you notice now as you get up closer into the town, there's some people blazing around on the steps of that burned out church. They're actually soldiers, uh, Mexican soldiers, uh, and they stand up. There's maybe about half a dozen of them sitting out there. There's a few peasants who look at you with surly and fearful glances. No one rushes up to say hello to you, except you do hear some laughter from an alley. There's an old telegraph office there, but the telegraph pole and everything, and the, the trains all like torn down. Hey, what you got on the wagon, man? And you look over, and there's a chubby Mexican dude, Napancho, even though it's hot, sweat running down his face. He's drinking tequila, even though it's like morning. You think he slept outside, you know, up in this little alley next to his old burned out telegraph office. Well, hey, oh, you. You got any tequila? I'm almost out. Afraid not. No, I don't have any of that. Uh, well, have a drink of my last drink of the end. I will never, 
Alright, have a nice swallow. Uh, I don't drink and drive. No, <laughs> oh, I drink and drive, eh? Oh, Andres likes to have a drink in the morning. Uh, I'll, I'll drink. Uh, I'll let Jesus take the wheel. That's right, Jesus. He's uh, always a good driver here. Have a drink. Not your Jesus. Drink with Andres. No, my Jesus, your Jesus, everybody's Jesus. Except not anymore. His house has been devastated. Look at it. And he gestures down, you know, at the other end of the town where there's the burned out church. These soldiers come in and they burn down the church. And now look at them over there drinking that tequila in the morning like regular loafers. How to hear that? Yes, they come in and they sleep with all the women. Andre's the only man left in the town. They think Andre's stupid, so they don't mess with me. But it's all women here now, because all the men are dead. Look at them. And he gestures up to the gallows. If only we could get to General Modena. He's during the glorious revolution by Huerta's men here with the Comandante. They're very terrible. They're a big funeral today, in fact, for little Pablo. Little Pablo refused to shine the Commandant's boots, so they kill him. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. He ducks behind you, behind your wagon, because two of the soldiers are swaggering up towards you. Their, their gait's a little unsteady. Like, they're either hungover or still up from last night. Their shirts are, like, open of their hairy chests. They're not, you know, spick-and-span uniforms, big sweaty armpits. And Hey, what you, what you got on your wagon, man? One of them says in English, What you got on the wagon, gringo? I'm not a gringo. Close enough. Come from that way. Bless you got this dirty old gringo with you. Yeah, what you got on the wagon, gringo? You got foodstuffs, eh? No, no, don't have any food or anything. Uh, you know, we're just, uh, we're just passing, passing through. Yeah, it's manure. Unless you eat manure. No, maybe we, maybe you gotta pay the tax to come through Santa Cacarocha. Oh, how much is that? That's 70 American dollars. What? 80 American dollars. don't want the commandante to come down here. He's, he likes to sleep late. If we wake him up, fine will be much more, or the tax will be much higher. Maybe we look and see what you got in the wagon, eh? Hmm, maybe we'll pay your tax if you leave us alone. Hey, that's all they just got to pay your taxes. The, the, the war is not free. The people down here, they need to be taught a lesson, eh? And he gestures at the people swinging on the gallows. Hmm. I don't have any, any money left. I think I've only got like $20. Yeah, you guys don't have any close to $70. Maybe I just take a quick look in the back, eh? He walks Let me get the money out. Right, what, do you get down off the wagon? Or you just, yes. Okay, and he's he's walking around to the back of the wagon. Andres is backing up slowly, making an uh-oh face, and uh, and he looks at the stencils on the crates. Well, they're under the tarp, of course. And he lifts up a part of the tarp and looks at the stencils in the crates. And now, just looks, hold on a minute. Looks over at you with his eyes wide. And what do you do then? I'm getting your money. Let me find it. And he can see what they are, though, because the stencils in the crate. He, he knows they're guns. That's why his eyes are wide. Mm-hmm. Now, which one was he? Was he the... He's one of the two soldiers. Uh, but he looks at the other one and says something in Spanish to him. And the other one turns and uh, 
begins to trot back towards the church. Now, there's no one else out in direct view. If you can handle this quietly, maybe you could buy yourself some time. But... Well, I said I'm getting my money out. Just have patience. We gotta have it hidden so the Apache didn't come and find it or someone else. And, uh... Now, where did I put those bucks? So, meanwhile, the other guy's still... He's about halfway back to the church now. Whatever you're getting out, what are you getting out? No, I was trying to... Oh, they're not they're not falling for it, I guess, so... Uh, they're. Well, now they know you've got guns. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't we just sell him the guns? Eh? Says the guy. You got well, brought these guns to sell to the general? Or to the commandante? Could sell them, but I think... Why would they? Oh. Uh, why would they buy them instead of just taking them? Do you know the German? Uh, I know one German. Yes, our German says waiting for his agent to bring the guns. Okay. You work with the German? Well, we had business together, I suppose. Oh, yes. and he, he stands up and salutes in a sloppy way, real quick, and. There's this huge Mexican guy, soldier, with all the, you know, bling all over his uniform. But even it is all stained and sweaty. And he's unshaven. He's got watery red eyes. And he's the commandante. You know, the other guy's gotten to the church and fetched him. And there's about a dozen Mexican soldiers that come out after him, all in various states of dishevelment. What did you, did you mention the German? Yes, the German. I am the Commandante Crispo. You have the guns from the German? Ah, he goes, he rips off the, the, the tarp. Hey, 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 look, mis amigos. Now, clap. Oh, our German will be very happy to see this. Come, you will feast with us, hey? We have many bottles of tequila for you. Oh, okay, I guess this sounds good, but I didn't, this is... A little unusual, but okay. Well, they, some of the soldiers take the, the bits and, you know, in the mouths of the horses and begin leading the whole wagon back towards the church. And when you come back uh, around the yard into the church, you see the back of the church has all been burned out, and there's, like, grass growing up where, uh, you know, in between the pews and things like that where there used to be. And there were about a dozen Mexicans walking with you, Mexican soldiers, as you walk past the villagers, they all give you these sullen, hateful looks from their windows of their huts and doorways. Um, and when you get behind the church and look out before you, blocking the front of the church blocked the view of this from your street, but there's this immense German tank back there behind the church. And you can see German officer in a Rolls Royce brand new, you know, Rolls Royce. Very early car, of course, but they had them. And he says, ah. And, uh, introductions are made between this Commandante Crispo and, uh, I would like to introduce uh, the Colonel Crisp of the Imperial German Army. So, says Colonel Crisp, what happened to Von Moskin? He, he went home. What? Von Volskine is one of my best agents. 
He was arranging to bring this shipment to us. Is if he's not cut out for this kind of life. Oh. They, 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 they strung him up and they were going to kill him. Well. So he, he went back to Phoenix. He has his part to play, just like everyone else. So, I suppose you're looking for your payment for the guns. I was hoping we could come to an arrangement, yes. There, don't worry, don't worry. I must, of course, send a telegram. So I must send a rider south to send the telegram to get the money. You will be our guest for a few days, yes? We have excellent yes. accommodations for you. And he snaps his fingers, and all of a sudden you hear it sounds dozens of guns being raised, and you turn around and look into a, a sea of guns. Every single soldier is aiming them at you, and the German begins to laugh. <laughs> and then uh, the commandante <laughs> begins to laugh. <laughs> and then all the soldiers begin to laugh. <laughs> and uh, as all of them laugh at you, our screen fades to black, and uh, we're just going to have to leave this episode behind and find out what happens next time.